the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We will keep you abreast of all the breaking news today from the Supreme Court as rulings are being issued. And for conservatives, it is an encouraging morning. The rulings that have been issued so far are common sense rulings that I'm a little surprised ever reached the Supreme Court. But they did, thankfully. The conservative majority on the court held fast. And we have two encouraging rulings. We, of course, are awaiting the ruling that will hopefully be in line with the leaked opinion in Dobbs versus Mississippi that would really have far-reaching implications beyond Dobbs versus Mississippi and that it would overturn Roe versus Wade. And that will set off a bunch of violence in our country, a bunch of bad rhetoric, a bunch of histrionic accusations. But it is an important battle to be won and I think and hope a transformative battle to be won in the ongoing culture war that we talk about every day here on the Bruce Hooley Show. Welcome to a Thursday edition. We'll talk with Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio at noon today. Looking forward to Matt's visit on business matters, including the 30-year 100% tax abatement given to Intel. Uh, I'm not predisposed to oppose those things, but Matt is much more in tune with the business community and with business practices that the state of Ohio sets to welcome businesses to Ohio, or hopefully welcome businesses to Ohio. So we'll look forward to Matt's comments on that, on the proposed suspension of the federal gas tax, which Joe Biden gave a whispery warning about yesterday. Doesn't look like that's going to happen. Doesn't look like Joe Manchin is on board with that. Doesn't look like even Nancy Pelosi is on board with that. Because it is what, Barack Obama said it is a gimmick. Tough for Biden to make the case that it is an important policy and a necessary policy to take a bite out of inflation when Barack Obama, who's the worst president ever because without him there wouldn't be a Joe Biden, when Barack Obama called it a gimmick. But just in case, just in case, you would like to hear Joe Biden make his case for the suspension of the federal gas tax and for gasoline station owners to, I guess what, uh, survive by selling at a loss and making it up in volume, something crazy like that. Here's Joe's whispery admonition to gas station owners yesterday. To the companies running gas stations and setting those prices at the pump, This is a time of war, global peril, Ukraine. These are not normal times. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you are paying for the product. Do it now. Do it today. No. 
need to make a profit, you old, doddering idiot. You say, well, profit, Bruce, oil companies making record profits. I've heard Joe Biden talk about it. Yeah. You know what he doesn't talk about? First of all, I don't know that that's true, that they're making record profits. Their profit margin is 6%. 6%. You know what Goldman Sachs' latest balance sheet showed its profit margin as? Care to guess? 32%. Big banks making lots of dough. And I don't have a problem with that. I'm a capitalist. I'm just saying 6% is not that big of a margin for an industry that lost its shirt during COVID. When you lose, what, Exxon lost $30 billion during COVID? Uh, you tend to be happy when prices go up and you start to make money again. Businesses have to make profit or guess what happens? They go out of business. And we do not want that. So I'm not anti-capitalist and I'm not anti-big oil because I like filling my gas tank. I don't like filling it for $100, which is what it cost me to fill my truck last night. But the guy next to me at Kroger in the big dump truck filling up with diesel, I couldn't wait till he left so I could see how much he had to spend. 48 gallons of diesel, $300. Oh, can't imagine being a long-haul trucker like my friend Donald and Todd who are driving across the country every week. It's not their money. It's the company they work for, but still, hmm, astronomical, the amount of money that truckers are paying, and that's why our prices are higher everywhere. Okay, because everything has to be delivered, either by truck, by rail, by air, most of it by truck. Okay, let's get to the encouraging news this morning. We are awaiting more rulings from the Supreme Court. When the day began, there were 13 cases we had yet to get a ruling on. It is typical, but not 100% of the time true, that the rulings are issued before the court leaves for its summer recess on July 1. So, we all, of course, are awaiting the ruling on Dobbs versus Mississippi, and that will tell us whether the leaked opinion on it, which said 5-4, the Mississippi law is okay, and that, therefore... Roe versus Wade is overturned. That's Judge Alito's draft opinion, which was leaked by Politico. We're awaiting that. Will we get it today? We could. We could. The week began with the notification that cases would be released on two days this week, today being the final of those two days. Now the court says they will release a ruling or maybe more rulings, tomorrow, Friday, Friday news dump. Today's the 23rd of June, so if my West Liberty Salem High School math is correct, next Thursday would be June the 30th. But again, just because they almost always release all their rulings by the 30th of June, it does not mean they have to. See, with this ruling, I'm certainly hopeful that the judges, the justices, and their families would be long away from their homes because the nut jobs from the pro-abortion movement were protesting again last night outside Brett Kavanaugh's house, calling him a Christian fascist. Oh, my goodness. A man whose life was in direct peril from somebody flying across the country with the tools to kidnap and kill Brett Kavanaugh or members of his family. And our Department of Justice is still not enforcing the existing federal law that makes it a violation of federal law to protest, intimidate, 
picket outside a federal judge's home. Boy, oh boy, am I glad Merrick Garland didn't get on the Supreme Court because as a head of the Department of Justice, he appears to not care at all about justice unless it's justice for the political ideology he holds. That's what Victor Davis Hanson was talking about yesterday in the second hour of this program. You can catch the podcast at TheAnswerDayton.com or at 989TheAnswer.com. So the good news today out of the Supreme Court, two rulings so far that I've taken note of. They ruled 8-1. Yeah, whenever it's 1 and it's a ruling that goes against the libs, you can bet it's going to be Sonia Sotomayor who's the holdout, as was the case here. 8-1. to one. So even Kagan and Breyer went along with the fact that North Carolina Republicans can move to defend a state voter ID law that is pretty much not being enforced by either the Democratic governor of North Carolina or the Democratic attorney general of North Carolina. See, the people of North Carolina thought, you know what, it doesn't seem crazy to us that we would have to require people to show an ID to vote. And so the legislators in North Carolina passed that law, and the Democratic governor vetoed it. And the legislature of North Carolina overrode his veto. But the Democratic governor of North Carolina has an ally in the Democratic attorney general of North Carolina, who was doing nothing to enforce the voter ID law. And Republicans in the legislature said, hey, we have a law and you're not enforcing it. And so they filed a lawsuit, went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the contention of the Democrats was, no, 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 he's, he's, he's really enforcing the law just fine. And even, as I said, Kagan and Breyer sided with the five conservatives and John Roberts, because you never know what he is, other than a bitter disappointment as chief justice. So that ruling goes the way of conservatives. But the biggie, the biggie, the biggie, in the first gun case in 10 years at the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court strikes down a New York gun control law that required people to show proper cause to get a license to carry a concealed handgun outside the house. So you work, you're in work in a dangerous neighborhood, you got to take the subway home, you want to carry a gun. It's just the general dangerous neighborhood. That's not good enough. Can't do that. Can't do it because you have to show a specific threat. Like you have to know the guy who's coming for you, the 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 dirtbag drug dealer, whoever's going to rob you, you have to know him. So you think you lose at the Supreme Court level well, you got your wings clipped. You're going to have to give up this ridiculous law in the state of New York. I mean, the court ruled six to three. You got your keister kicked. Ah, but Democrats, remember, have no respect for the law. The law is what they say it is. Right after the ruling, New York Governor Kathy Hochul was at the podium. Did she say, hey, we took the L on this. I guess we'll have to learn our lesson. <laughs> you think so? Stand by. I'll let you hear what she had to say next on The Bruce Woolley Show. So far today, the Supreme Court has ruled like you would hope it would on a North Carolina law that was not being enforced by its Democratic 
Attorney General, a voter ID law. We need those everywhere. I've never heard a good reason for a voter ID law. Oh, it's racist. Really? Uh, I would imagine that every minority person above the age of 16 has no problem getting a driver's license or other identification that would allow them access to welfare payments or anything like that. You know, come on. This is just a bunch of nonsense that people can't get IDs. So glad to see that North Carolina won on that one 8-1. to one. And really glad to see that in its first case dealing with gun rights in 10 years, the Supreme Court sided with a little thing called the Second Amendment, where you are allowed to keep and bear arms. New York State, because it's super, super progressive, figures that, you know, if law-abiding citizens don't have guns, then everyone will be safer. Hmm. Interesting logic. Certainly has not been true of New York City. But nevertheless, that is how things were. You had to show a direct threat to yourself to get a concealed carry license. Not enough that you had to walk through a bad neighborhood late at night to catch the subway to get your car after work, whatever. Not enough that there are just a abundance of crazy people on the streets of New York City now who for no reason at all just randomly walk up to you if they don't try to run you over with a cab or something else. Not good enough. But the Supreme Court said by a count of six to three, no, New York, you are wrong. You cannot do this. You cannot force people to give you a specific threat. They have a right to keep and bear arms. Now, you would think after you take an L like this, you would at least take, what, five, ten minutes to read the ruling? Uh, Not New York Governor Kathy Hochul. She was at the podium less than five minutes after this ruling was released. Does she sound like she's going to pay any attention to this ruling? You be the judge. We're going to make sure that people have concealed weapons as specified training. We have a whole lot of ideas. And also look at a system where businesses and private property owners would have the right to protect themselves. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. We're just getting started here. No, no, actually, you're not getting started here. You're finished here. Your law has been declared unconstitutional. Clarence Thomas said so in his majority ruling. In this case, he said, petitioners and respondents, meaning both sides, agree that ordinary law-abiding citizens have a similar right to carry handguns publicly for their self-defense. We, too, agree. And now hold that the Second and Fourteenth Amendments protect an individual's right to carry a handgun for self-defense outside the home. Because the state of New York issues public carry licenses only when an applicant demonstrates a special need for self-defense, we conclude that the state's licensing regime violates the Constitution. Game over, Kathy Hochul. Game over. She doesn't sound inclined to give it up. Now, I know the argument is that if people have guns, bad things happen. And that's indisputably true. But we have a case right here, the probably the case that everybody's talking about, the latest circumstance until we have a new one, the Glenwood Community Center shooting. 
where a 15-year-old boy, Avante Solomon, is accused of, charged with, murdering a 24-year-old woman, Ataya Nichols. We have new details on this. And what we're going to get to here is the fact that another person other than Avante Solomon had a gun and used it, according to police officials, very well could have saved lives that night. It's horrible that one woman died, an innocent bystander. But more could have died had Mr. Solomon not been wounded by what appears to be a good Samaritan who intervened with a gun. So Columbus police held a press conference yesterday. They gave us more details. This shooting developed out of an argument between two teenage girls. They got into a hair-pulling scrap, and Avante Solomon whose girlfriend was involved in the fight, according to police, just began randomly firing his gun into a group of people. Ms. Nichols was a half-sister of one of the fight's participants. She was not involved in the fight, and she was trying to remove Avante Solomon from the midst of the altercation when he started firing his gun. She was shot, and she died. Mr. Solomon was wounded by another person who has not yet been identified, but who it does not appear will be charged because police view him as what? A good Samaritan. A person with a gun who used that gun to reduce the threat of violence to others. The man is not only not identified, he's not facing any charges. Here is a quote from Columbus Police Detective Delbert Chapman. The question you have to ask yourself, if he, meaning the Good Samaritan, wouldn't have done that, would that have stopped more shots from being fired by Mr. Solomon? His action probably helped save people. Hmm. You know, there's this ridiculous viewpoint out there on the left, and I heard it in the aftermath of Uvalde. And you hear it virtually every time there's a mass shooting or something that, you know, uh, other people with guns, they don't stop bad guys from shooting. Well, though it was egregiously tardy, even in the case of the Uvalde shooter, did not eventually a good guy with a gun do away with the bad guy with the gun? The answer is yes. If a good guy with a gun never shows up, does not exist, is not there, why would the bad guy with the gun either A, not keep shooting, or B, not get away with doing the shooting he's doing? So it's not perfect. We would all prefer that we live in a world of sunshine, balloons, and pink flying unicorns where people are inherently good, as Democrats contend they are, but that is not true. Man is inherently evil. And the only thing that stops evil is someone who has courage, and oftentimes it takes someone with courage and a gun. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.